Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Business Growth on Purpose. I'm your host, Jose Palomino, CEO of Value Prop Interactive. And our guest today is Nelson Bryson. And Nelson is a specialist in workplace safety. So if you run a business that's in industrial services, manufacturing, anything else where you have to actually be concerned about the safety of your team, we're not only going to talk about some principles about how to go about thinking about safety, but actually get into why safety is strategic and actually can contribute to increased profitability in real practical ways, especially in the day and age that we live in now with so much seeming uncertainty. So listen closely as Nelson joins our show right now. Well, welcome, Nelson, to Business Growth on Purpose. Thank you, Jose. Glad to be here. Well, Nelson, you know, just I think for, for our listeners, it's always helpful if you just give us a little bit of context. So like, uh, what do you do and who do you do it for? Well, I own and operate uh, with uh, a couple of very qualified partners, an occupational health and safety company. Okay. And, and name of the company, uh, Nelson? It's Contingency Safety Solutions, is it? Okay, great. And so you work with primarily what kind of businesses? We work across a few industries. We work within construction. We work within supply chain. Uh, we work uh, and are getting busier in mining. We're making uh, large inroads into manufacturing. And we do a lot of work in transportation, which involves everybody's business. Sure, sure, no doubt. And, you know, interesting, so you use the term everybody's business, right? So the world, uh, not that people running companies weren't concerned with supply chain and labor and, you know, access to materials and all that stuff. Of course, that's just running a business. But in the last two years, we've all become very educated on how critical these are. You know, anybody who's gone to the supermarket and can't get milk uh, has learned the impact of that. So I think in many ways, uh, for even large companies, not just marketing growth and stuff, but other things like I said, labor, supply chain and safety, how to run a business well are becoming really top of mind topics right now. So if, if I was an owner that says, listen, I'm just busy trying to put out, I got to fill orders. I'll get to safety later. What would you say to that owner? And especially as we live in the world we live in now in 2022, post, hopefully post-COVID or getting close to it. Well, I understand because we hear that. Um, the the thing I would say to most of them, and it certainly depends on situation, Jose, everybody's situation is absolutely different. There are a lot of critical uh, situations and critical issues that businesses are dealing with right now that are right in front of us that haven't always been so, as you mentioned, but they become more and more prevalent in the last two years and seem to have stacked up into something as businesses go back to work, uh, it's even magnified itself even more. Uh, along with that, there's been a bit of a problem uh, retaining people uh, and attracting new people. And the last thing a company needs is to have a spotty safety record and have trouble getting their insurance, 
or having a bad reputation in the marketplace to deal with on top of that. Now, there's been some great improvements over the last number of years, and some of them come in the form of digital tools. I would recommend to many businesses, one, hire a professional company to come in and help you with your safety. Look for the gaps in your safety program, make proper recommendations, and then help implement them. It'll take a lot of pressure off upper management, although it will evolve upper, upper management. It has to. Um, and when you add some of these digital tools, it takes a lot of the pressure off looking for reports, um, getting people to follow through on things. Safety in the field and safety on the operational floor uh, occupational health and safety training, compliance courses, personal protective equipment. Those are the last things in safety. The first thing in safety is safety culture and safety, uh, safety systems within a business. And that will also involve your equipment inspections, your facility inspections, or your job site uh, risk assessments. And when they become second nature, when they're scheduled, when they're easy to accomplish, and you can put them all in instantly into a system that will report to the right people at the right times, provide uh, summary reports uh, up the, the ladder, critical reports when they need to be done immediately, and have your workers be able to turn on their tablets. And everybody's working in some form or another digitally today, when they turn on their tablets or their cell phones, first thing they get in the morning, the supervisors, the trainers, is the reports that they have to do. The toolbox talk, the equipment inspection, they have to be signed off. Some of them have to be double signed off, up a level. It's all done automatically these days. And what used to take people running around in circles and chasing things and trying to schedule things and trying to make people comply these can all be done very easily within minutes now. But let uh, me let me just ask you a question, Nelson, because at, at some level, I mean, you, you, you layered a, a number of things, starting with mm -hmm. like culture, like a mindset, <clears throat> all the way down to even very specific trainings and certifications and so on. Yet I could I could definitely see or visualize somebody listening to this uh, to the show right now and saying, well, wait a second you know, safety is really like common sense. Like we don't leave ladders around that could fall on people's heads and we don't run around the shop floor with scissors, you know, I'm, I'm, just to be, you know, a, a little funny about that. Right. Like, and, you know, nobody, and nobody wants to get hurt. And, you know, we're all, we're pretty careful here. So like, it, it feels a little bit like we're, we're adding a lot of work to something that is just common sense. Well, it is, but record keeping's critical. Uh, having a safety system in order for when a critical injury or a critical event happens. And the reason they call them accidents is because nobody plans them um, and they can happen in an instant. But to circle back on some of the points you just made, Jose, and, and they're good ones, is it all really circles back to uh, leadership and management safety culture and having it prevalent in the conversation every day. And when you have it prevalent in the conversation every day, and when you hold your standards high, 
and your flag high, and you can advertise your safety practices and policies and people walking into your shop and people do, vendors do, subcontractors do, customers and clients do. They see often what you don't and they see what you miss because you're there every day. Uh, all these things can really be eliminated by by safety just being a part of the conversation and how you make it part of the conversation is having it's important to have even in the safety committees and even in conversation in the meetings to have the three different levels you know middle management upper management and operational and field staff floor staff and you'll find leaders in all three groups leaders don't necessarily have management at the end of their title so and it's a little bit about cheering each other on. And okay. you do it a certain way here. We have a standard, uh, teaching new people as they come in, mentoring them with, as I like to say, old heads and young bodies. Uh, maybe sometimes a little bit of uh, job sharing between field and management. So there's an understanding of each other's perspective and concerns. And what happens is, and I've worked in companies that represent it well and don't represent it well. Some of them have great policies on the wall and, and nice posters, but safety's in a filing cabinet drawer. So let, let's go to that for a moment, because I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking again, uh, again, I work with a lot of manufacturers and companies and, you know, industrial services, right? So uh, one is they they say, well, we hire people who already have experience working with these things. Right? So we're not hiring careless people. That's one thought. But I've also thought like I've I've gone to breakfast. This happened just a couple of years ago. Went to breakfast. It was the weather was changing like it is this time of year. And um, I saw my car maybe, I don't know, 20 yards ahead of me. And the next thing I saw was the sky and then racked my body with pain because I had hit some black ice. Because the temperature was just there, just a little mm -hmm. slip, went up airborne, cracked two ribs, which, by the way, it's not I don't wish that on anybody. So, you know, <laughs> really uh, a, a tough moment. But I realized, wow, like just a little uh, a little moisture in the bathroom on the floor that isn't mopped up on time could be. I mean, you know, if I had hit my head, it could be we wouldn't be having this interview. Right. I mean, it could be that simple. So, uh, you know just the thought of safety. So, so what I want to get to a little bit, Nelson, is this, um, somebody listening said, yes, yeah, good. I don't want to kill my workers. I want people to be healthy, but what are some of like the business benefits uh, outside of not losing man, uh, 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 person power to injury? Let's just say that's the extreme, but what are some of the benefits you've seen happen when a company adopts a safety culture? Well, I witnessed it personally. Uh, many studies uh, and reports that I've uh, read uh, over the years and more and more uh, recently as they're being done show that good safety policy is very close to good human resources policy and good operational policy. And safety policy, when done properly, is created and written by these people anyway. So it's their own, own policies, their own perspective. It absolutely increases productivity because your downtimes are decreased, your equipment downtimes are 
decreased. Um, there was positive communication flow automatically through your company from top to bottom. People, when they're proud and work in a proud business culture, absolutely perform better. They come to work proudly. They're proud to go home. They tell new people what's coming in, what a great company it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we do it this way, we insist on it. Uh, the leaders care. We know they do. Um, they show up. These are a lot of things that safety culture absolutely helps with, but they also go along with operational excellence and they go along with positive uh, corporate culture. So everything is a little synergistic, Jose. We don't have a magic cure for anybody, um, but with our piece, and as you say, most leaders have a real positive idea. Um, we. We know there are a lot of, or I shouldn't say a lot, but there's companies out there that are simply profit-oriented and will cut corners, but I don't believe most companies do. And our experience is most companies don't. And this is not only my experience, but the experience of my partners and my senior consultants who have worked, uh, again, across multiple in, uh, industries, oil and gas, mining. They've trained in internationally, uh, countries of Guyana, Papua New Guinea, offshore, onshore uh, mining and oil and gas, manufacturing, assembly. Well, so you, you, so your guys have seen, have seen it all. And that, that kind of raises this question here now. Yes. So, you know, just kind of curious. Yes. And don't name names, all right? We're not looking to embarrass anybody. But I'm mind. sure you've gone into situations or been in engagements where you walk around and you say, whoa, that's like, you know, that's like, I'm not saying the equivalent of having like exposed live wires, you know, high voltage wires, but I'm just curious, what have you seen that really has even surprised you that you go, wow, somebody should have taken care of that long before we came in here. What I see is a lot. I see a lack of housekeeping. Okay. In a lot of places, uh, intentional or unintentional or careless, sometimes situational, a lot of tripping hazards. Um, fall arrest gear sometimes seems optional. We see a lot of that uh, across many sectors. Uh, right. Not so like, much like, gear. like roofers are supposed to scaffold and do all that stuff. And I, I drive around the neighborhood. I said, no one's doing any of that. They're just getting up there. Yeah. Sometimes you, uh, and, and be quite honest with you, the, the people that consistently do that and they do, I had a recent conversation with uh, a roofing company that called us and talked to us about their guys and this and that. And I'm not sure with, with some of these people that, uh, you know, and, and they don't want to work with them. They just want us to handle it and fix it. And we can't fix things that way. And Mm -hmm. we had to tell them that, like, you have to be involved in this. Uh, It's safety's had a long road, Jose, but it's it's becoming more and more important. And the real thing is, and you see it uh, in my promotional material and other safety uh, companies and, and people advocate safety, their promotional materials. It's really about, um going home safely and what's important at home and i think we all think that when we're thinking about how much money we make 
and you know loyalty to our companies and we have to keep our jobs and sometimes safety gets added on as a tag but that that's no longer the case we uh safety is a real part of our, our work world it's absolutely a marketing opportunity and profits increase when your safety policies are good and your safety records good right so you mentioned before that some companies that are and I, I understood what you meant, that are just looking for profits. Really, they're, they're being short-sighted. They're looking for just cutting corners in the immediate. But long-term, especially like what every business has learned this last couple of years is uncertainty is the most expensive uh, thing that can right. consume any profitability, just not knowing what, what's, what's next. So not having, as you said, not only losing person time uh, because of injury, but also becoming known in your community among people who could work for you. Oh, don't go there because they don't, you know, they don't care about you or mm -hmm. they, you know, I knew a guy who worked there and he got, he got hurt. They have old machines or whatever the thing is. I think there's such an opportunity, as you said, a marketing opportunity, uh, which is strategic now to talk about safety as part of an overall culture of excellence. Um, it does. It shows a, it shows a culture of responsibility and people want to deal with responsible companies, Jose. They do. Wow. So, so Nelson, just uh, quickly in the time we have left, I know, you know, you started the firm because you had a little bit of a, of kind of a personal journey that led you to this as well. I have. Just, yeah. Just tell us a little bit about that. Well, I've, uh, I've been involved in safety uh, and been a witness to different things that have uh, kept safety on in the forefront for me over the years. Uh, one, I owned a, a business as a young man on the West Coast uh, in a city called Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And I had a very young staff. It was, uh, although that region had advanced safety for the time, not, mu not much was mandatory. And we had a lot of things, you know, to be aware of. And I had to teach myself uh, very quickly. We had, uh, you know, hot things, sharp things, uh, people moving. And we had a couple of small accidents and it made me aware. Being from the East Coast and living on the West Coast, I also traveled the highways uh, twice east to west and once west to east. And unfortunately saw some terribly tragic accidents on the highway. Bad conditions or you know, the things that happened happened before I got there. And I, you know, I, I saw, you know, just this terrible results. But I've also traveled and been helped by truckers and, and, and uh, long haulers to drive safely in different conditions. I had a couple of bad mountain pass rides that truckers slowed down and helped me. And again, safety, safety. And these guys thought about safety and cared about me. They could have left me a, a long ways behind. Uh, I was driving a, a compact and they were driving a chained up 18 wheeler and, you know, and, and uh, I had white knuckles. I don't know what they had, uh, but uh, more recently I'm a victim of a, a workplace accident and uh, had to change how I did what I did. Mm. And my, uh, my son and my daughter have both been victims of workplace accidents 
And I've seen some horrendous behavior on not only waterfront uh, sites, but large construction sites. And even in industry, people working without guards and people working with uh, equipment with frayed cords and mm -hmm. water on the floors. And oh, wow. Yeah. Um, you see less and less of it, but you still see it. And I spent many, many years in the, the uh, steel supply business, calling on machine shops and mines and institutions and fabrication shops and bridge builders. And it's funny how the scruffy looking companies usually have the toughest time staying afloat. And the companies that you walk into and you can tell that they had a, a, a proper housekeeping program in place and the day started out with everything in place, everything back to where it was uh, by, you know, from the end of the day yesterday. And even when they're working multiple shifts and it's impressive and you notice and the lines are on the floor properly and the safe zones are clearly marked. And those companies are, in my experience, very, very successful and have gone through ups and downs in the economy uh sometimes they have to lay a lot of people off if they're project-based when they make the call for people to come back they have lineups wow wow so, so that really is i mean it, it, uh, yeah to, so so nelson i really appreciate you sharing your story how you got to this and and sharing some insights real practical things that i think people could start thinking about if they haven't been thinking about it uh, if somebody wanted to uh, communicate with you, get a hold of you, or talk to you, maybe to find out whether or not you could help them, how should they get a hold of you? Well, you can get a hold of me by going on our website, contingencysafety.com. You can look us up on LinkedIn uh, or look myself up on LinkedIn, Nelson Bryson. And you can also reach us on Manufacturing Masters and look us up there as well. And I'd like to make one more point, Jose, is sure. a big point in safety and a big point in culture and business myself and something I've been witness to is people need to cheer each other on. It goes a long way in safety. It goes a long way in culture. Wow. And thank you very much, sir. No, that's a good word, a good word to end on. Nelson Bryson, thank you so much for stopping by at the Business Growth on Purpose show. Really appreciate it. So do I. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Growth on Purpose. If you like the show, hit subscribe and leave us a review to help other people find the podcast. And if you're ready to take the next step in driving intentional growth for your business, come check out what we're doing at valueprop.com. We've developed industry-leading programs and systems to help B2B owners take control of their growth. Until then, thanks for listening to another episode of Business Growth on Purpose.